She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. In search of... Firewalkers. This episode was written and produced by Norma Thorne. It was edited by Michael Ornstein and March Kessler with assistance by Francois Charlop. The series is hosted and narrated by Leonard Nimoy. And this episode originally aired on Thursday, January 5th, 1977. Lava erupts from the side of a mountain. Rivers of molten rock seethe beneath the Earth's crust and erupt with unmatched, awe-aspiring fury. And we have more explosions of lava. Legend tells us that primitive man thought volcanoes must surely be the home of angry fire gods. Man, still in awe of fire, had learned to tame it. And yet, around the world, a bizarre ritual persists. Man knowingly and willingly matches himself against the flames. Practiced in diverse cultures, embodied in several religions... A mysterious and ancient custom of firewalking has intrigued observers for hundreds of years. Two puzzling questions remain unanswered through the centuries. How did the custom originate? And what protects firewalkers from being burned? Dun, 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 dun. In a mountain village in northern Spain, a bed of fire has been prepared. Here... Once each year, men bravely face the fire and cross it successfully. Outsiders, they say, are severely burned. What special powers guide these men on their perilous walk? In search of firewalkers! They're in conjecture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mid-credit narration is a little long there. I think he talked maybe longer than they were expecting because the title pops up before he finishes. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Also, in Spain, once a year, they run down an alley and let bulls loose to gore people. I think maybe the Spanish are just a little fucked in the head, honestly. Like they walk on <laughs> fire, they get bulls. It's karma for all the shit they got up to with their gold fever crap back in the, you know, 1500s and crap. 14s and 15s. <laughs> maybe. So. Or yeah. maybe they're just an adventurous people. Maybe. Yeah, they make good ham. Mm, it's true. That. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Very special ham. Very it's very special expensive. Ham. Special ham. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I watch Top Chef. I know all about <laughs> the special Spanish ham. <laughs> Was it Top Chef Australia? Or no, it's Master Chef Australia. It's Master Chef. No, it's Top Chef my- US. I get all my chefs mixed up. There's Top yeah. Chef, and there's Master Chef, and there's... Top Chef is also very good. And I, love I am Top an chef. Iron Chef, and only the Japanese Iron Chef. Honestly, I mean, I love Alton Brown, but the American version is crap. So there we go. Yeah, I liked the American version <laughs> and the Japanese version. I like both. Like, I'm not mm. picky. I'll watch either. Okay, all right. I was a big fan of Chin. Chin was pretty entertaining. Anyway. Mm. We're told that fire will destroy all that gets in its way. So it's powerful that way. Yeah. Yeah. But also, 
it has been a creative force. It gives us warmth and comfort and cooks our food. And, you know, kind of cool. Our ancestors learned to use fire about 400,000 years ago. Ooh. I did not fact check that. So we'll just assume that in search of is correct. But, yeah. I mean, thanks, Jane. They could have been correct in 1977 and it's not correct now. I don't know. But I forgot. Yeah. To check, so. Well, and this is learning to use fire. It's not learning to start fires because that comes later. We're told. Right. So this is talking about like, you know, there's a lightning strike. And then you like go and get the fire. And then mm-hmm. there are ways to like, you know, keep the embers hot so that you can use it to light other fires. But it would be thousands of years before man were learned to make fire at will. So even like cultivating an ember and then using it to start another fire that's technically not starting fire from scratch so right yeah this discovery marked the birth of civilization or so we're told mm-hmm. we don't know when men started walking on fire though but there's fire walking in the bible and in hindu records six centuries before christ so you know probably started much earlier than that though they think mm-hmm. yeah probably and then we see this map that's got fire on it. Little fire, boom, 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 little fire icons. And it looks like fire walking appears in Mexico, Argentina, Hawaii, the Pacific Islands around Fiji and American Samoa, maybe, the Solomon Islands, Southeast Asia and Indonesia, India, the area around Bulgaria and possibly Istanbul, not Constantinople, and Spain. Mm-hmm. So, and in France, I think they say too. Although I don't know if the map shows that. Yeah, I don't think it does because it's like over by almost Portugal, part of Spain, because it's in way northern Spain. Mm-hmm. So they also talk about some other places that I think aren't on this map. So I'm not sure this map is super accurate. But <laughs> it's great that they got their map spot on for this when it's such an important feature of the episode. Yeah. I mean, they could have labeled it, honestly, besides just putting pictures. They could have given us a list, but they didn't. Eh. They don't I mean, they don't tell us it. any of these. I just went through and looked at Google Earth and was like, okay, that's, I mean, obviously some of them are, that's Mexico, that's Hawaii. But then right. some of them are like, oh my God, shit, what are those specific islands? Okay, there's like Fiji and Samoa kind of like, like trying to align it with New Zealand and seeing where the flames are. And just, yeah, so some of this is guessing. So the common theme, however, seems to be that a firewalker is only successful if they emerge unburned. <laughs> yeah, because if you're going to walk on fire and you get burned, you're doing it wrong. So, yes, the theme is <laughs> I that mean, you you're technically still burned. walking on fire. I mean, it's not, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, how this is done. always walking on fire because there's magma under the earth. So, technically, we're all oh, firewalkers. Oh, damn. Tori dropping the mic Hot on take. that one. Hot take. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Technically, we're always walking on fire to his neck under the earth. <laughs> Man, that makes me sound so annoying. Anyway, all right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway, how this is done is a mystery that has puzzled observers for centuries. I'll let you take over. Okay. You can just, you can and then we get the best, the best scene. We see Leonard Nimoy, and he is wearing a polo shirt and... You know, just hanging out. He's sitting on the floor and he is surrounded by candles. Just surrounded by them. They're everywhere. And then he like puts his finger into the fire. And just like touches the flame. It's so good. And then he pulls back immediately and he's like, if I put my finger in this flame for too long, it would turn red and blister and burn. And you're like, 
<laughs> Thanks, Leonard Nimoy. I'm so glad for this science lesson. Fireburn. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good, though. I don't know. It's a fun scene. I feel like this is my favorite uh, part. I can't see candles on long sticks without just thinking about the King of Pain video, honestly. I mean, it's not, yeah. they're not in a circle, <laughs> but yeah. Just sitting with his candles, trying to put his finger in the flame. So we learn that firewalkers are in direct contact with hot coals for much longer periods. They seem able to turn off the physiological mechanism that causes burning. How? Yeah, don't invite them to a barbecue because the food will take forever to cook. They'll be like, yeah. it's like those people who can't get the coals started. And you're like, no, no, you have to like show them how to like make like a chimney with like newspaper at the bottom anyway. Or if you want to eat, actually just go to someone who's like a gas girl. And just, yes, yeah. And at least your food will be cooked and you'll be able to eat it. Yeah. So. Plus, like, you can't even use cold barbecues in most parts of California now. Like, it's just there's, like, burn bans all the time. So oh. not even worth it. Because California is always on fire. The world is great. Everything's awesome. <laughs> Some skeptics may claim there's a trick involved. A more powerful argument comes from experts investigating the power of the mind. Ooh. Take that, skeptics. We have <laughs> experts. Psychologist Sidney Walter, president of the California State Hypnosis Association, PCSHA. Which is Pishaw. <laughs> That's almost like psych. <laughs> <laughs> like naming your, your fake psychic investigation business psych. Like, that's pretty close. It is pretty close. P-C-S-H-A. They could, yeah. Well, just the fact that it says psha, like ha. Huh? Anyway, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He I tells us he's. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> he tells us he spent 18 months in India, Burma, and parts of Tibet. He believes there is a total state of disassociation that occurs. Oh. Disassociation merely means that the person feels they are somewhere else. And then he hypnotizes Is that what the DSM guy. says? I don't think so. No, probably not. No. And then we see a guy sitting in a chair. And there's like this bowl of ice water next to the chair on a table. And he hypnotizes the guy and he tells him to imagine he's at the beach. Believe you're at the beach. And then he has him put his hand in the bowl of water and he's trying to get him to like not feel the cold because he is at the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not told if he wet himself during that, but um, I, that's usually hot water that does that. But mm -hmm. I mean, he does get this really look of relief at one point, which makes me think he may have been relieving himself, but I don't know. <laughs> probably not. I don't know. But yeah. Walter believes strongly that a person could tolerate tremendous discomfort and pain through belief, a.k.a. self-hypnosis. But can hypnosis prevent flesh from burning and blistering? <gasps> I would think not, because that's like a physical like law, kind of. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's kind of a, a different thing. Yeah. yeah, like meat cooks and we're meat. That's what flesh mm -hmm. is. So, yes. Yeah. The remote village of San Pedro Manrique lies hidden in the hills of northwestern Spain. Here, each June, a firewalk honoring a Catholic saint occurs. St. John's Day is filled with Christian and pre-Christian symbolism. They have a parade and there's music and they carry a big effigy, which is probably not the word that they would use. But anyway, a Virgin Mary and she's like in this like mobile altar slash sedan chair they're carrying around mm -hmm. she looks like 
one of those, I don't know if you ever had this. My grandma had these all the time. They had those little crochet dolls that you would put over a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, it yeah. looks like one of those, honestly. It's it, it's kind of frightening looking. But anyway, yeah, but they like it. And they have headdresses that are made of bread. And they look like tree branches. That's mm-hmm. cool. So, yeah. And then it's night. It's time to light up the night. They light the fire. Woo! And then they dance around the fire. And the musical parade circles it. And then it, you know, slowly burns into coals. And it reaches up to 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit, we're told. <gasps> Ooh. And then a bunch of dudes, usually with young women on their backs. There's one guy who, like, carrying, like, probably his dad or something. But anyway, people jump on their back. And then they stamp across the fire pit. And they're, like, totally, like, all stomp, 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 stomp. And then they get across. At this point, to be honest, it looks more like an ash pit than, like, the red-hot coal pit it did when they were talking about it being 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. But, okay. Mm -hmm, Talk about that mm -hmm. a little bit later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But these deeply religious people believe it is their faith that protects them. If intense belief does, in fact, produce a form of self-hypnosis, is it possible this could also cause physiological changes that would prevent burning? Maybe. (laughs) And then Nimoy says, but there are those who believe the real answer lies in an even more mysterious realm of the human mind. (gasps) This commercial. (gasps) Which I kind of like because they're doing the thing they did early on in season one now where they're like doing something and then they pose like a question or give you like a little cliffhanger and they go to commercial and they come back and talk about it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe we'll get any narration in this one. We have it in the last two. Oh, that's true. See. Yeah. yeah. So we come back and it's India land of ancient mysticism. And then we don't stay in India because we talk to Kanja White, who is director of Los Angeles center for yoga. Mm-hmm. And he tells us that we can experience what is called the energy body. And he has achieved the title of Yogi Raj, which is the king of yogis, which oh, is impressive, I guess. He's yeah. the king of yogis. Yeah. And he has personally walked on fire. Oh, yeah. So he knows what's up. He is good at doing that. I guess it's not really a handstand because he's like on his forearm, but he's he's good at doing that stuff. He's flexible. So that's cool. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he tells us we are not just our physical bodies. There are levels of energy, both physiological and psychic. These energies can extend just beyond the body to protect it from the hot coals. So he's talking about force fields is what he's talking mm-hmm. about. Force yeah. field. Okay. You could have just said force fields, fields, dude. And I wouldn't have thought you were <laughs> crazy. You could have just said, like, I will accept force fields. I don't know about all this energy stuff, but I'll take force <laughs> fields. Fine. So my brain works. And then we get correlated photography. <laughs> we need a bingo chart. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. yeah, we do. Anyway, he knows that firewalking is not a trick. He doesn't know how it works, but he knows it's not a trick. <laughs> but it does work. And he figures, like, they'll figure out how it works when they learn all the new sciences they need to figure it out. So, I mean, that's solid logic, obviously. You know? mm, sure, sure. Yeah. He's lived long enough to know what is. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, while Western scientists look for answers in special photography, the Hindu masters know the true answer lies in faith. If one has sufficient faith, one will be protected. Yeah, you just didn't believe enough, dude. That's why you burned yourself. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> yep. 
So the classic scam. If you don't do yeah. it well, it's your fault for doing it wrong. Yeah. In India, what would be called a yogi would be called a shaman and a priest in Bali. The only difference is the use of coconut husks for the fire instead of wood. I'm sure there's other differences, but okay. I mean, We're probably. We're talking about fire pits, so okay, yeah. Just, sure, I guess there's not a ton. Yeah. In an animal trance, the shaman kicks his way through the fire pit to drive away evil spirits. He carries with him a ceremonial horse, and he is the horse, his own soul replaced by that of the horse. I'm not going to lie. I thought, especially because the crowd is like doing like a chant while he's doing it. <laughs> I thought it was a chicken costume. Okay. That's not a fair. Horse costume. Yeah. I mean, it's very it's got like a big, got like a big tail in the back and it's got like mm -hmm. a little tiny head in the front and he's all like riding it. It's like he's riding a big chicken. It's true. But it's true. supposed to be a horse. So, yeah. Which is interesting because in voodoo, it's also the horse. Remember? Yeah, it's true. Huh. Which is interesting because in both of those cultures, I don't think horses were probably indigenous. So. Hmm. Anyway. So he has to stamp out each coal that's part of the ritual. And once yeah. it's done, he has succeeded. Yes. And not, I feel bad because I feel like I'm making fun of people's like. No, no, beliefs. I don't think you are. I think you're just saying that it didn't look like what they said no. it looked like. Well, what I'm going to say though is more of that because <laughs> at the end, after he stamps out all the coals, it's almost like a rodeo. Like two guys come out and like wrestle the horse and like run around in circles <laughs> like it's, it's like steer wrestling and then bring him to the ground and then he's able to come out of the trance and like the soul spirit the horse spirit leaves and his spirit comes back so it was kind of like yeah but like i feel bad because i'm like feel like i'm ridiculing someone's religious it's just from my eyes it's like first i thought it was a dude riding a chicken so i apologize it was horse but at the end knowing that it's now a horse it looked like like two dudes like steer wrestling and like trying to like <laughs> corral the horse and wrestle him to the ground so that the horse spirit will leave so feel bad i don't like i try not to be a dick but sometimes you know you see stuff and you're like that's hilarious so. <laughs> totally i also sometimes wonder how much of this like we talked about with the voodoo how much of this is because like oh people are filming this shit let's give them a show yeah so. <laughs> yeah or like how much of it is like the actual ritual versus what they're willing to let be filmed or yeah yeah exactly. because yeah because if like we talked about with the voodoo one like if if these if these rituals were as important as they kept saying they were I'm not sure you would want a bunch of white people there with cameras filming it because it mm -hmm. would be that important to you, right? Right. It could actually affect the, how the thing turns out. So, yeah. Then we meet Dr. Gerald Figgin, and he sounds like, I'm thinking like this dude is a ghostbuster because he's like, the answers won't be found in science, but rather in parapsychology. But then we find out he's Dr. Gerald Figgin because he's a well-established San Francisco surgeon. So he's not like some parapsychologist guy. He's not like a Dr. Vinkman. He's just a surgeon who went on a trip to the South Pacific as a tourist and he participated in a firewalk ceremony. Yeah. So. Yeah. His story, honestly, is really boring. So I'm not going to skip it. He talks about how, like, I watched the people. Who cares? Well, and anyway. then there's a photo of him, like, taking off his socks because he decides yeah. he's going to walk the fire, too. And it's like, okay, dude. Yeah. Like, and he looks like, like, when you see pictures, like, from, like, like the colonials going to the Congo in, like, their little, their little like, <laughs> yeah. safari suits, he's wearing that. Like, you're like, come on. Like, he's just missing the pith helmet. You're like, dude, come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> so true. Oh, my oh. God. Anyway, but we do learn in his story that in Polynesia, they heat rocks to a thousand degrees over two days. So they actually don't, they don't walk on coals. They heat rocks and then walk right. over the hot rocks. And this is actually the only time that we see women firewalk in the episode. True. Because they go through in a procession, two by two, like a man and a woman, and they just walk. And there's a bunch of them. They just like, it's like they're walking like down the aisle or something. There's like mm -hmm, a big yeah. line of them and they just go boom, 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 walking down like, like, hey, we're just kind of walking across these hot rocks. No big deal. So, yeah. And then Leonard Nimoy returns to give us the closing narration, which we do get quite a lot of. So strap in. What compels men to tempt death by braving the savage fire? The answer may be as old as mankind itself. <gasps> Commercial. But he just comes we... back and keeps talking. So Yeah, yeah. he talks I a guess... lot. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's dive in. According to legend, firewalking in ancient times was practiced even more extensively than it is today. But no legend reveals the answer to the ultimate mystery. How and when did this bizarre custom begin? What could have compelled so many people at such far reaches of the world to pit themselves against one of nature's most awesome and terrifying elements? Mm. Although a definitive answer may never be found, there is a startling piece of evidence that points to a radical new explanation. <gasps> And the in search of cameras were there. Came from Atlantis. <laughs> Catch it. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't no, say it wasn't that. Atlantis either. It is um, bonkers, but it wasn't <laughs> Atlantis. Yeah. All right. So, a careful study of the locations where firewalking is done reveals an amazing correlation to the Earth's volcanic zones. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if that's that amazing. But anyway, perhaps long before recorded history, and so long ago in geological time that the geologic record has been buried, a cataclysmic eruption covered much of the Earth's surface with molten lava, killing thousands, if not millions, of people. Hmm. Imagine the awesome panic of our ancestors trying to outrun the advancing fire, watching bodies disappear forever beneath the seething fury. To those who survived, managing to cross the lava safely... This must have seemed the world's greatest miracle. The gods of the Fire Mountain had spared them. In thanks, and as an expression of their devotion, the miracle would be reenacted ceremonially down through the centuries. The story passed along from parent to child, but a story so far out of the past that its original meaning has been lost to time, except in the hearts of men. What the fuck? <laughs> this is the dumbest theory. It's so, it's so stupid. It's like, been overwritten in geological time because like lava covered the whole planet. So that's why we don't have any record of it. Well, then how do people still live? Like, what the hell? Well, and also like, why does man walk on fire? Why does man climb Mount Everest? Why does man like because swim it's there. as far down as they can? Man just likes to challenge himself. Come on. Come or is on. stupid and likes to do stuff that could probably get to kill him i don't know whatever you want to think that's true too yeah yeah and people yeah. just like to do things because they can do them that's how it works yeah but yeah that's the that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah it's really bad 
And they try and make it seem like it's some new impressive theory with zero evidence at all. Because he even mentions like there's new evidence. There's no evidence in that. It's I just mean, a random theory. My Atlantis theory is better than this one because at least like, well, of course they would all do this from different parts of the world because they all came from the same culture. and they didn't Right. They all came from Atlantis. Yeah. yeah. Atlantis. Yeah. And then we get our first appearance of the elevator pitch in season two. Yay. This is hey, Tori. Oh, do I have to read this? It's blue. You got to do the narration. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the elevator pitches lost civilizations, extraterrestrials, myths and monsters, missing persons, magic and witchcraft, unexplained phenomena. In search of cameras or traveling the world, seeking out these great mysteries. This program was the result of work of scientists, researchers, and a group of highly skilled technicians. Woo! And then smooth transition into the closing credits. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and it's over. Yeah. So fire walking is just a genetic memory of the floor is lava, basically. Mm-hmm. That's, what it That's their theory. Yeah, it makes a guy really long for a fire-breathing asparagus monster, to be honest. So. Mm-hmm. It's true, honestly. I'd rather watch the episode fire. At least fire Bradley Walker. Whitford's in that. Firewalker. Oh, it was Firewalker. You're right. Yeah, fire fire was, Cecil. was Cecil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my mistake. Because, you know, to do my best Sean Connery impression, they named the robot Firewalker. So that was <laughs> awful, but that's what it said. So, yeah. Yep. Which is funny because when we did that episode, we both talked about fire. We thought it was going to be about like firewalking because yes. it's called Firewalker, but it was just about a robot. It was about a robot called Firewalker, Firewalker. in a volcano. And yep. then. Bradley Whitford dressed like John McClane in his little vest and all grimy in a volcano. <laughs> and we had a asparagus monster, which did not shoot fire, unfortunately. That was the part I was sad about. But I know, I know. It yeah. was a bummer. Yeah. So lava ranges between 600 and 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, depending on what mm-hmm. type of lava and where it's coming from and the pressure and all that kind of stuff. I kind of mentioned about the whole ash thing. So... It turns out that layers of ash form as the coal burns and also inflate the firewalker's feet from the heat of the glowing embers, which can reach temperatures of 450 degrees Celsius or 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So the temperature thing is right, but, like, the ash does provide some insulation. This is why firewalking is normally done at night, because if you do it at night, you can still see the bed of coals through the ash, but you also got a big layer of ash on top. And so it looks right. impressive. In daylight, it just looks like a big old gray bed of ash because it kind of uh-huh. so I'm not saying it's not hot, but like you're not no, getting but, a thousand degrees of Fahrenheit. So No. And one of the tricks to fire walking too is you just have to go at the right pace. Because if you go too slow, mm-hmm. you can get burned. If you go too fast, you can like dig in too deep and get burned. So you just have to go at like the steady pace that they tell you to go and then yep. you will be okay. And then I always remembered when I was a kid, because firewalking was a thing. Like, you, there's firewalking fucking everywhere in the 70s, right? It's just always a thing. Although, apparently, they, they still do this ceremony in Spain, at least. So, and apparently, it occurs in Bulgaria and some other places, too. But as a kid, I remember one of the, the tricks the skeptics would say was that because of all the, the ambient heat from the fire pit, your feet sweat. And also, that, so that, that liquid also provides a little bit of protection. Oh, okay. You've got, you've got a little bit of sweat layer that also helps too. You know, as it evaporates, then you don't get burned, kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. But that's, I remember one of the stories that I heard as a kid was one of the reasons mm-hmm. how you could do it too, because you'd have a little bit of sweat. I don't know if that would work for me. I have this weird thing where my feet sweat 
when they're cold, which is not a great evolutionary function. No. Because, like, then I'm going to end up with frostbite when I go somewhere really cold and my feet start sweating and it turns to ice. But, yeah, when it's cold, my feet sweat a lot. And it's very strange. I don't understand why. But, yeah. Information you probably didn't know you needed to know, but now you know it. So, yay. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, as we mentioned, just the whole, like, you know, if you burn yourself, it's because you didn't believe. You got to believe. If you don't believe, it doesn't work yeah. out. It's your fault. It's your fault. So. so if you were at like a event and they were doing like walk across the hot coals, would you do it? No. No. Why? Why would I do that? Why would I want to burn my I feet? Don't, I, I would, but like, and I'm super risk adverse, but again, I think that if you do it correctly, you're fine. So I'm not, su I wouldn't be super, I, I would do it. I have a thing where one, I'm super lazy. I don't see the benefit of like, why do I need, I don't need to do it to prove to anybody. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to, I don't care what you think. So I'm not going right. to try and prove that's myself fair. to you. And so like, unless like that's the only way to get like to the, the table with the food, then I'm <laughs> not going to do it. Right. You know, I mean, like if, yeah. like, oh, you know, there's gotta yeah. be a reason for like, I, I don't exercise anywhere near as much as I should. And part of the reason for that is because I don't like just going for walks unless I have somewhere to go. Like, yeah, if I don't have, I get you. Yeah, I don't like just going in and doing stuff. I, I, I gotta, I gotta have a point. Like, I don't like wander around the store looking at stuff. I kind of will sometimes go around looking at stuff in the store if it's a mainly because then I have a purpose of like, oh, I've never been in the store. I want to look around and see what they have. That's one right. thing. But like, I won't just go in like a window shop or like I, I go in, I get what I want, and I leave. And the same thing with walking. Like, I can't just get up and go walk. Because it's like, I need to go somewhere. I can't. Yeah, I struggle with that, too. Just like an aimless walk to walk. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't want to. I need to I need to get where I'm going or get back from where I was. Like, yeah. That's the way my brain works. That's what I'm fat. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. Yep. Also, I just want to say there is a Star Kid musical called Firebringer, <laughs> which is about how early woman got fire and used it. And it's Ooh. it's a very good musical. It's one of their the ending is really weird, kind of like cats, where you're just like, Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, I didn't there's just like an alien, so spoiler, but like it's just it's weird. But like otherwise it's about early oh, man. And it's so really, Star really funny. I guess with an name like Star Kid, you kinda have to embrace the ancient alien theory. Well, they yeah, they sort of do for in the musical, but it's really funny and it the music is very catchy and it's got a lot of the really great women members of star kid although it also has brian holden is there and um joey richter is in it as well but it's entertaining it's on youtube because all their musicals are on youtube for free so you can just watch them you don't have to do anything and if you're looking for something to watch i recommend it it's fun it's a fun show got lauren lopez and meredith stepian as cave wives and it's beautiful yeah we've talked about this before when you talk about this stuff all I hear is wah, 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 <laughs> yeah. wah, Well, wah. other people but, I mean, might care. <laughs> other people probably do care, and they probably hear that when I'm talking and be like, what the fuck is he talking about? So yeah. I'm just saying, when they were talking about like how man got early fire and stuff, I was just like, oh, like Firebringer. I love that show. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good, it's a good music. So if it's a, if it's a, if it's, if it's a woman who brings fire, um, do they call her Promethea instead of Prometheus? Or is it just no. else? Oh, okay. I was just no, they're new different names okay yeah it's funny it's really funny it's one of those things that just like i don't know i laugh a lot and it's it's got good music so okay. you know what it. also is funny and i was thinking about this earlier today um 
obviously we do an X-Files podcast, which is what this podcast is a spring off from. <laughs> but um, also there are other X-Files podcasts out there, in case you weren't aware. I'm not saying you should go listen to them, but there are. And I remember <laughs> I, I I was checking out some of them because, you know, you kind of like you don't want to listen to them, but you kind of want to know, try and get a vibe without having listened. And there was one where and this was early on when we were first doing our stuff. I don't know if they're still in existence. They had they were like way into the series. Right. I think well, there, there have been a couple episodes. that are like way ahead of us. Yeah. Because yeah, they and, started uh, way earlier. And like <laughs> in the description, talk about like they would sing songs and talk about fanfic and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. I don't want that. I just want to talk about the X-Files. And then I realized that like that's what I'm doing now. Like I sing songs all the time in this, in these episodes. I'm always trying to sing <laughs> badly. And we talk about fanfic all the time, even though we don't write it. And I, know, and I still I'll... need to write my little green men fic where Mulder's like out of his mind someday, someday. And then I was thinking like, like lately I've been logging in onto zoom and like you've got, mu- it's like I go into a theater. You've got music playing in the background that's coming through the mic, and I feel like I'm walking into a movie theater before the the show starts, and there's music in the background. And you're always talking about musical theater stuff and these shows, and yet I have to fight you to get you to sing on these podcasts with me. You're like, I'm, no, not- I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. That is because so. I'm not a good singer, and I I know that about myself. I did theater. I, mean, for am I? Many, I don't. I don't think anyone's years. ever going to say that I'm a good singer. Yeah, um, just because I'm hyper aware of like, I'm so bad. I'm tone deaf. I'm I just, just awful at singing. It. So I just, you know, I can do it in a group. I did choir for years. I can kind of work in a group, but like by myself, I'm like, oh, mm, probably yeah. shouldn't. I think, what, I think what did it for me is I stepped out of my shell uh, a few years ago and I auditioned for Man of La Mancha at oh, nice. college and I actually got a role and I was actually one I w- there were two characters who never left the stage and I was one of them. Nice. And so, yeah. And it just made me like, just, just do it. Like I could not sing. Like they made sure right. I got roles where I didn't, I only sing like in the group. So I didn't have. Right. Yeah. Roles. No, me too. Usually. Yeah. Cause I'm not but, a singer. Uh, no, but I'm like, now I just, I just embrace it and I try to have a good yeah, time. I do love theater though. And I do love musicals and I do sing a lot in my car and to my cats who are probably tired yeah. of me doing it. And, you know, I mean, there's karaoke. People can drink. I can subject them to that. So that's fine. You can okay, well, you can drink you while I sing my... Liquor up and then you can... Uh, <laughs> my karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> my mo- I think my most successful attempt to get you to sing is probably in our Billy and Mandy episode. I think... Yeah, I oh, I did sing, sing a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think that's because we were doing the part talk where singing. are yeah. singing. Yeah. And then I'll see you were, you were a big fan. I mean, I'll, I'll commit. So. I'll commit to the bit if I have to, but I'm just not a great okay. singer and I know it. And I just don't want to make people listen to it. You know, I'm like, yeah, you don't okay. really I'm you like, shouldn't have to do that. You have you the option to turn have... it off if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> I shouldn't put you through that. I'm already putting you through my rambles about musicals. You don't need to hear me actually sing. <laughs> I mean, they, if they're putting up with me, they probably are happy when you decide to do <laughs> some of your own. So. My little tangents about nonsense that's not related at all. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was just thinking about that. And then you brought out musicals and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say my piece. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fire walking. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a thing. I mean, yeah. you can do yeah, it. Nah, 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 nah. So far, these episodes. Um... Yeah, season two has not been. Season two is a little weak. A little weak. A little lackluster. A little lackluster so far. We'll see. We shall see. 
Well, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded in collaboration with Black Cat and Orange Tuxedo Studios. Episode production, design, and editing is by Lazy End Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz, and The Truth is What We Make of It by The Agrarians. Our X-Files adjacent feed is where we cover television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files adjacent. If you like what we're doing, tell a friend. We'd be happy to have them join us. (laughs) Sing it, Tori. (laughs) That's okay. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time. And together, we'll try to figure out if If the the truth truth is is still still out there. there. of Firewalkers. <laughs> all right. Oh, this episode is a mess. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Yay, I love a mess. I don't. I don't love a I mess am going anymore. to. I'm I, tired I, of messes. I decided, but now you're, I'm not sure if you're going to feel um, up to it. I wanted you to do the narrations on this one. I can do that. Okay. All right. I'm not... <laughs> I want. I want. I'm not I want incapacitated. Some, I just have I a want some, mild headache. I want some good live. Leonard Nimoy action on these. Oh okay? God. Okay. All right. All right. I will try. I. You know, he's got the polo shirt and the candles, and he's just sitting there in the '70s. And I'm just like, I would hang out with that guy. Like, I think we would have some fun <laughs> conversations. I would. I would chill out with him for sure. And that's not a euphemism. I literally would just sit and hang out with him. <laughs> Stick your hands in the candles. Oh, that burns. <laughs> so good. That's like the best part of the episode. Literally the best thing. He's just like, oh my gosh, like burning himself. Look I'm telling you, the money, doing. they must be paying him amazing money because he's reading crazy ass shit and he's sticking his hands in candles. And, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs>